0: How do you monetize the show for a long time it was nothing I was just putting the show out. Yep. and then eventually like you said you put so much time and effort into it and you're like it's not even about reaping the rewards it's, I gotta offset this time I'm putting in so about a year back I had merch made I sold a bunch of merch I was like okay but I don't like how taxing this is I had to go find a supply I tried going online and doing those Upload your image, we'll print it and we'll send it. Yeah, it's on demand, yeah. But I would get a couple sample copies to my house and they were garbage. So that went out the window. Then I went and found a local supplier. A whole nother nightmare. But I got this stuff made and then I sold it. And I'm like, I don't want to do that again. So then Patreon enters the chat, right?
1: What is up, Action Takers? Welcome back to the After Hours Entrepreneur. I'm really excited to share this interview here with you today that was completed at PodFest. Super fun, point-and-shoot style. I just posted up at the bottom of a very busy place in the conference hall, and I just started interviewing some awesome people. And I think you're going to be thrilled to hear how these people are turning their passion in to profit stay tuned sit back relax make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet and let's get into this episode of the after hours entrepreneur run the tape a boss what's up thanks for having me mark yeah i'm glad to glad to chat with you here at Podfest,
0: right in front of the sign huh? in case i forget what it's called <laughs> oh my, but like it's a like in cheat code like uh
1: Podfest. <laughs> We're probably, yeah real real quick it's right there it's nice to have reminders we have these handy name
0: tags too which I know, are helpful the, too you that gotta lift them life. up and yeah so, boss, tell me about your podcast. Well, I got a podcast called The the Immigrant Section, and uh, it's pretty much a bunch of comedians and actors and artists. And I also have people on like academics or just, you know, people that are just interesting. Anytime I talk to a person that's charismatic, has kind of an immigrant story, is a child of immigrants or an immigrant themselves, I invite them out. I got a little studio set up in my house. And, uh, you know, it's. It's on its third leg. You know, it was, at a, it was at a fancy place and then it was in my basement and I, I moved and it was upstairs. But it's been three years going strong. Comedy, kind of Rogan-esque when I first started it. I like right. the one-on-one style, just like this right here. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm just here to realize how to unlock the potential, as yes, they say exactly. in PodFest. <laughs>
1: I love that, I love that. So three years, all in-person interviews. Yes, sir. Right? All immigrants. No, no,
0: the pandemic, I had to pivot to Zoom. Sure. But besides that, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So what, what's like? What's the motivation? What's the purpose? What's the reason, right? Because I think a lot of people get into podcasting just because they want to talk
0: about something, but like, what's the end game for your show? Well, you, when you start doing stand-up comedy, there's some lore that hits you, right, when you get in the game, which, you know, whether it's accurate or not, that's another discussion. But when you get into stand-up, they tell you, get a podcast, get into acting. Really? Those are a package deal with stand-up comedy for some reason. Now, do I agree with that years down the road? I don't, but I'm from Sudan. I was born in Sudan. I moved to Canada when I was six. You know, I'm based out of Toronto right now. The podcast is based out of Toronto. Everything I do is based out of Toronto for the moment. But growing up, I would always have these... In my high school, there was a section that all the immigrants would hang out in. It would be this loud corner that had no furniture in it. And everyone called it the immigrant section, even white people. They'd be like, oh, I, I saw him in the immigrant section. like, yo, did you see Ahmed? Oh, I think I saw him in the immigrant section. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sure. So I kicked off a podcast, and there was always this vibe in the immigrant section that you, I didn't hear a pod. I was a big podcast fan, commuting a lot and stuff. And uh, you know, at the time, I, as most immigrants do, I have an engineering background. I obviously got an engineering degree. Per law, as a, an immigrant, <laughs> per law, you know, I didn't want to get arrested, right? So I did what I had to do, right? But yeah, there was just this vibe that was there that you know, with the lore of start a podcast, I was like, "Yo, let me recreate that thing." And what's the name to call it? The Immigrant Section. So part of the reason why I love this name,
1: a boss, is a it's very clear what the show is about. about immigrants you're bringing
0: immigrants together it's clever i like to think of it as that one foreign food section of the grocery aisle the immigrant section
1: yeah (laughs) sure sure i can dig that so i want to i want to kind of talk about monetization a little bit right okay a podcast takes a lot of work absolutely a lot of work how do you monetize the show how do you generate income revenue so you can actually keep the show
0: show rolling you know what? There's been waves of it. That's a, a great question. For a long time, it was nothing. I was just putting the show out. Yep. And then eventually, like you said, you put so much time and effort into it, and you're like, it's not even about reaping the rewards. It's uh, I got to offset this time I'm putting in. Because right, it
1: impacts your family, your friends. Exactly.
0: First- I stopped engineering. After three years of doing engineering, I stopped it completely and just kind of focused on everything else. So it's like a massive income drop. Yeah. so at some point and more recently i've had a um, i brought on a producer which i pay out of my pocket yep now you can see i'm wearing immigrant section merch so about a year back i had merch made i sold a bunch of merch i was like okay but i don't like how taxing this is i had to go find a supply i tried going online and doing those upload your image we'll print it and we'll send it yeah it's on demand yeah But I would get a couple sample copies to my house and they were garbage Yeah, and one was great but it was like you're paying 65 for a hoodie which no one is gonna buy except your most three of your most diehard people right <laughs> so that's not so that went out the window then i went found a local supplier a whole nother nightmare but i got this stuff made and then i sold it and i'm like i don't want to do that again so then patreon enters the chat right and then it becomes a question of how do you actually get people on patreon because You've been giving him this free thing for so long. And a lot of people, at least from my point of view, it's like, I have this free thing. I see you're doing this and that. I don't know that you really need the money. I see, look at your studio. It's great. Money has to be coming from somewhere. What people don't realize is that you are willing to front the money. Right. You like know, Like
1: any business, right? You put a bunch of money up front, and-
0: they're like, there's lighting, there's cameras, he has money. <laughs> no, dude, you know what I mean? It's like my friend does real estate and for years, if I saw a real estate ad on a bus, I would be like, that guy's killing it, he's on buses. Right. And then my friend got into it and I realized they drop thousands of dollars to get on those buses to generate leads. They don't have sales before the bus ads. Right. That came first, it's the chicken and egg thing. Right. So the whole reason of me, the whole impetus of me actually being here is to solve that very problem there. Well, I think a, a big problem that, you know,
1: because I've been on Patreon, too, and a lot of problem that podcasters have is please support me by joining my Patreon. Spoiler alert, we're selfish creatures. We do things for us. We don't do things for other people, generally speaking. I mean, that's all the whole
0: po- Yeah, the podcast, right?
1: Yeah. So so like I guess the question then becomes what is that extra carrot? What's the thing that you can really provide to your community? So what are what's your strategy for that?
0: I have, I actually literally just recorded it on. I do a sol- solo episode every Friday. Uh, I, I'm a stand-up comedian, so a lot of the times I'll record some stuff behind stage or before a show or after a show or just some extra little tidbits of stuff that I'm like, if people like stand-up, if people like what I do, they're going to find value in this thing, right? But yeah. it's just getting them to this platform that a lot of people don't know. And and I noticed that I, I'm in Canada, right? Americans are... A lot more will. And of course, a podcast goes outside borders. So I'm already reaching Americans, right? Yep. But I've noticed Americans are just a lot more willing to sign up to a thing they don't have than Canadians. They're just they they kind of avoid uh, a platform they're not already on. Hmm. You know, a lot of people won't go on Patreon and support you unless they're on Patreon supporting someone else. Interesting. Right. Sure. So it's like it's that challenge of getting them to the thing, creating value and being able to show the value you're creating on free channels. yeah. So it's like, you gotta cut a clip and put it on an Instagram and be like, full thing on Patreon. I do on the street interviews in Toronto where I'll go up, I'll ask him about, you know, Drake's CLB versus Kanye's Donda. I'll ask people about Ukraine, Russia. I'll ask people, I'll put little tidbits on the YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram, and be like, go to Patreon and check out the whole thing, right? And still not converting like I would think they would convert, right? I'm making really good content. People really love it, but I don't know how to bridge that gap. And again, the impetus of me being here, talking to experts, like I'm literally three o'clock. I have the agenda thing, 10 steps for a successful Patreon community. I'm like, I'm going to that love that. Yeah. I'm going to that thing, you know? That's the whole thing I'm trying to figure out because I know a handful of podcasts that have successfully done it, have brought people over have created value on that end. And it's not that I feel like the content they're creating is so much better than what I'm creating. It's not by any means. It's just, they've somehow convinced and sold their community on the value they're bringing. And that's what I'm missing.
1: Speaking speaking the language is, is really important, right? Because it, it, sometimes it's as much as like one little word that you can change or being at the right time. So, you know, I run a mastermind community for podcasters. Last month we were talking about monetization and I actually started on Patreon. I started on Patreon and some of the things that I noticed people, at least in my in, in my genre, were, were interested in was mastermind community, right? Getting people together to talk about different strategies, right? So that was that was a big takeaway. Another thing that I've seen work out well is like at the end of your episode, you have like, let's say you have a 30 minute episode then you have 15 minutes of exclusive content, right? That exclusive content I think is a, is a big piece too. Because listen, if someone's gonna listen to your podcast for let's say 30 minutes, pretty good chance they might be interested in another 10 to 15
0: absolutely i do like hour-long podcasts so it may be you give 40 minutes free you cut off the last 20 but once you've been giving people now they're trained for the free i know right that's the thing so i'm i have so many podcasts i love that i get the whole podcast and then i join the patreon some i've supported you know what like flagrant too with andrew schultz I got in on the tier just to see what they're offering, just to benchmark, see the landscape. That's really what I was seeing. What is the value on this end? And it's not so crazy. And still, my Patreon approach is still based off of the stencil that I saw they were following, right? Yep. It's just a matter of... I've noticed it's easier if you have a collective in the podcast, if they're a single group of people, mm-hmm. it is easier to get people over to the Patreon because you've built this community. But the problem is I'm a I'm a guest-based podcast. Sure. So it's really, when you say support the podcast, it's I'm giving this one guy money. But when it's three voices you're tuning into every time, it's easier to wrap your head around supporting and getting in on that, right? Yeah. It's, it, I'm just trying to like, rationalize what's happening right another now. cool thing that, that
1: i tr- i played with was announcing before a guest was coming on hey everyone i'm getting this guest on what would you like me to ask the guest so now your your patreon members feel like they're actually part of Involved. the show and then during the, the podcast itself i did this with daryl eves i had daryl eves on my podcast okay huge youtuber he runs vid summit some huge like and before the interview i i asked the audience you know who would you want me to bring? What would you want me to ask? Just my my Mastermind members. And then when I had Daryl on the show, I said, Daryl, this question is from Bez Rangifo. Oh. Do you have anything you'd like to tell him about this People question? love a name drop, you know? They're but, like, ooh, I'm involved, you know? Exactly. Um, and that was, especially, it's like, you know, you know, cameo. Yeah. It's got kind of that cameo feel to it.
0: I, I know Tiger Bell, you know, the podcast, uh, Bobby Lee and Kalila. they will just drop their highest tier, they just, Put those people's names at the end of the episode. That's the whole thing. Like, a, here's the inclusion of the people at the highest tier. You're producers now. So this is, see, that is a whole nother ballgame of how do I get people to the highest tier? Yeah. I'm, how do I get people to Patreon? I'm at the first thing. Yeah. I'm trying to get that first step over, right? Do
1: you have the Patreon set up
0: yet? Oh, it's been going, I'm on 70 solo. I just did a my 70th solo episode.
1: But the that's, Patreon, oh, so it is, it's live. Oh yeah, it's for a year solo. and a half. Dig it, dig it. Yeah, like
0: I'm putting stuff out there. It just becomes like, I know the value is there. Educating the people on it. And just like you said, the verbiage, how do you get them there? And I actually just watched some guy who had like a pretty good like rubric of the wording. Sure. Which I literally wrote that down. That was like one of the main things. I'm like, okay, let me do my next episode and use this wording where you really stress the timing of it, the value of it and like the call to action rather than being like join, being like scroll down, click the join link in the description rather than just yeah. being like join it. You yeah. like go to the thing that says this. Specific call to action. Very specific, very specific. Yeah, Boss, this is awesome.
1: I'm really glad we got to talk about Patreon. Why don't you tell everyone your name, the name of your podcast, and why
0: they should be at PodFest and why there should be a podcast? Right. Who's watching this? Is it podcasters? Is it these are creators the,
1: these are We're all after hours entrepreneurs. We're trying to turn passion to profit. A lot of
0: podcasters. Well, if you like this type of vibe, there's a thousand people here with this type of vibe. So if you want to network, if you want to learn, if you want to have these type of conversations, that's what this whole thing is. If you turn this camera, there's a hundred people grouped up having this exact conversation everywhere. From my end, my name is Abbas Wahab, A-B-B-A-S-W-A-H-A-B. My podcast is called The Immigrant Section on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all the platforms. Patreon, obviously, I think I've driven that home at this point. But uh, thank you for having me and thanks for talking.
1: Yeah, boss. quick rapid fire. You ready? Let's do it. Favorite animal? Tiger, Siberian tiger. Ooh, I like that one. Scariest movie you've ever seen? Probably The Exorcist, the original Exorcist. That's three in a row, by the way. Yeah. You're on a plane ride. You can sit next to anybody. Who would you want to sit next to? Dave Chappelle. Ooh, that's a good one. Good one. Pineapple on pizza,
0: yay or nay? Pineapple on pizza? Yeah. Do I like it? Yeah. I do not like it. I do not like it, Mark. And I do not like that you asked that. (laughs) Listen, I'm
1: I'm indifferent. You like pineapple, you don't like pineapple, it's all good. Okay, final question. If you had 10 seconds with yourself 10 years ago,
0: what do you say? relax. You don't have to do engineering. It's all going to be fine. Whatever you end up doing, your pa- mom, dad, they're going to come around. Relax. You got this. Just relax. The boss, thank you, brother. So much fun, dude. So much fun. This was a blast, man. Well,
1: thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the After Hours Entrepreneur. So many great people out there taking action. And I love sharing their stories with people just like you. And listen, if you're into podcasting, if you're trying to grow your podcast into something that can actually generate real revenue and real profit, let me help you. Let me help you. That's what I'm here to do. I've been working on this for over five years now, and I want to help you turn your podcast into profit. Click the link below and join the podcast mastermind community. It is very affordable and it's designed to help you turn your podcast into profit money into cash money. That's what we're going to help you do. So listen, click the link below. Let's connect. Thanks for listening to After Hours Entrepreneur today. And I'll catch you here next time. Go take action. All right. Peace.